This is the message from Connection Community Church from Sunday, February 10th, 2019. Moral of the story, mercy and forgiveness. Given by three of our Connection youth, Hannah Ziff, Evan Pickering, and Shalina Cook. Morning Connections Church. My name is Shailena Cook, and I'm an 11th grader at St. George's High School. My name is Hannah Ziff, and I'm a 9th grader at Red Lion Christian Academy. And I'm Evan Pickering, 9th grader at St. Mark's High School. We are honored to be sharing this message with you, message with you this morning. Right. Will you pray with us? Dear Lord, thank you for this opportunity to be on the stage preaching to the church. Uh, open our hearts to receive this message and let it sink in. Um, Thank you for letting us be in this building and share your message. Amen. So starting off this month, we are talking about parables of Jesus. A parable is a short story used to make a greater truth. This week, we are considering the parable of the merciful servant, a story told to help us understand the mercy we have received from God and the mercy God calls us to extend to others. Jesus told this parable in answer to a question Peter asked. In Matthew chapter 18, verse 21, Peter says, Lord, how often should I forgive someone who sins against me? Seven times? According to Bible scholars in Judaism, a rabbi would teach someone that forgiving three times was generous and no more forgiveness was required. Peter might have thought he was being generous. After all, offering someone forgiveness seven times does sound like a lot. Jesus answered by saying, though, no, not seven times, but 70 times seven. According to scholars, this was language used to mean as many times as it takes or every time. This isn't an easy concept because forgiveness is already hard enough just one time. But thinking about unconditional forgiveness is even harder. It's no wonder Jesus shared a parable with us to help us shape our thinking on why God would call for such forgiveness between people. Kids, this story is about a king and his people. On your whiteboards that you have in front of you, draw a king's crown. Today's parable is found in Matthew, chapter 18, verses 23 to 34. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven can, can be compared to a king who decided to bring his accounts up to date with servants who had borrowed money from him. In the process, one of his debtors was brought in who owed him millions of dollars. He couldn't pay, so his master ordered that he be sold, along with his wife, his children, and everything he owned, to pay the debt. But the man fell down before his master and begged him, Please be patient with me, and I'll pay it all. Then his master was filled with pity for him, and released him and forgave his debt. But when the man left the king, he went to a fellow servant who owed him a few thousand dollars. He grabbed him by the throat and demanded instant payment. His fellow servant fell down before him and begged for a little more time. Be patient with me, and I'll pay it. He pleaded. But his creditor wouldn't wait. He had the man arrested and put in prison until the debt could be paid in full. When some of the other servants saw this, they were very upset. They went to the king and told him everything that had happened. Then the king called in the man he had forgiven and said, You evil servant, I forgave you that tremendous debt because you pleaded with me. Shouldn't you have mercy on your fellow servant just as I had mercy on you? Then the angry king sent the man to prison to be tortured until he had paid his entire debt. I've been shown mercy many times, such as pretty much all of us in this room have. When I think back to those many times, I usually focus on sports. I play football, 
and I play lacrosse, but both of these sports are so complex that even pros make mistakes. So me being a teenager, bound to make many mistakes. So when I make these mistakes on the field, it affects my teammates, the people I've been training for, training with, for months, even years in some instances. So in lacrosse, especially, I was a big kid. I still am a little bit. <laughs> but even in sixth grade, when I was this big kid, I was a defenseman. So on the defensive end, I kind of stopped a lot of people. So if I messed up and I didn't stop the incoming people, and my defenseman didn't pick it up, we lost the game or lost points. So that really relied on the point man, which is me. So if I messed up and our team didn't fill in, it kind of cost us the game. And it's happened. It was my fault that we lost by one point or in overtime. And what happens is my friends, my teammates, coaches and parents, they don't hold it against me. They, they move on and they don't hold it my past. They don't keep bringing it up. So by definition, I feel like that is mercy. Let's dig a little deeper into this story. We start this parable with the king going through his finances. As he's going through his books, we see a debtor who is due to pay him 10,000 talents. Note that 10,000 talents is equivalent to 200 years worth of day's wages. Imagine working for 200,000 years. Yikes. Even if the man wanted to, he would probably never be able to repay the king of his debt. It was too much to ever overcome. Kids, on your whiteboard, draw the biggest pile of money you can think of, like big pile of money. The king's first instinct is to throw this debtor into jail, where he belongs. But the servant asks the king to be patient with him. And so the king ends up forgiving the debt. Here we see that the king is merciful to this undeserving debtor. It is clear that God is represented as the merciful king in this story, a king who is just and fair, but merciful too. Daniel 9.9 says, But the Lord our God is merciful and forgiving, even though we have rebelled against him. On your whiteboards, write the word mercy. The word mercy is defined by Webster's Dictionary as a comparison or forgiveness shown, or compassion or forgiveness shown towards someone whom it is within one's power to punish or harm. In simpler terms, it's getting what we do not deserve. Aren't we grateful to have a God who is rich in mercy, desiring to not give us the punishment and harm we deserve? I have actually experienced mercy from a good friend. She had shared something with me, and at the time, I didn't think I was breaking confidence, but I shared what happened with some others. And she was very upset, and that's when I knew I had messed up. And once something like that is done, there's no way to take it back. Yet she forgave me and showed me mercy in not holding it against me. Today, we are the best of friends. I learned from that experience to be more careful with my words, but also I learned that we all need mercy from others. We see this extravagant mercy from the king, someone who would have been justified in taking away everything the man had due to the debt that he was owed, but instead someone that showed mercy and forgave the massive debt. What about the servant? The servant has just received an extravagant mercy and has been forgiven for his debt. So what do you expect him to do? I would think that he would be joyful and kind to others given him his circumstances, 
but that's not what happens. Instead, he comes across someone who owes him as small as a debt and then puts that person in jail. Wow, that's not exactly the picture of kindness and mercy that we might have expected. The servant was forgiven for his extremely large, probably unrepayable debt, and here we see him turn around and refuse to forgive another for a smaller debt. Why would, he forgive, why would he not forgive the other when he was just forgiven himself? Kids, next to your big pile of money, draw a much smaller pile of money. So instead of allowing the mercy he received to transform his perspective and behaviors, he hardened his heart and continued to think of only himself. It is as if he believes he is free to do whatever he pleases just because he has been forgiven. Instead of seeing life through the eyes of mercy, he sees through the eyes of selfish ambition. Thinking he was free and clear from his own debt should have made him think more mercifully towards others. Instead, it emboldened him to act dishonorably to another. But when the king finds out about the situation, he in turn rescinds his merciful forgiveness of the debt. Furious that the servant did not reciprocate the act of forgiveness, the king threw him and his whole family in jail. Can we blame him? He had forgiven a debt that could never be repaid only for the debtor to turn around and refuse to give, forgive a much smaller debt. How disappointed he must have been. Does this sound familiar? In this story, God is the merciful king, and we are in the shoes of the servant. Though the death of Jesus, through the death of Jesus, we are invited to the mercy of God and offered forgiveness for our sins. But what will we do with that forgiveness? How will we respond to that mercy? Kids, on your whiteboards, write, God gives mercy, and underneath that, write, will I. Will we allow the mercy of God to shape us into more loving, merciful people? Or will we harden our hearts and believe that since we have been forgiven, we are now able to be harsh and unforgiving to others? Parables are stories that have similarities to real life. But in a simpler context, Jesus challenges us to think carefully about the mercy of God and how we will respond. God is eager to forgive our sins. He wants to show us mercy. But he also commands us to give that same mercy and forgiveness to others. We are not able to keep it for ourselves. Matthew 6.15 offers this challenge directly from Jesus. But if you refuse to forgive others, your Father in heaven will not forgive your sins. I remember a time when I struggled to forgive some people. I was in sixth grade, and we were at a library at my school. There was these three seventh grade boys there as well. We were friends and everything seemed all right. That was until they started to blame me for ruining their lives, for getting them in trouble. Other verbal abuse followed to the point where I ran out of the library crying. Surprisingly, it was easy to forgive the boys for their actions because while they had sinned, I knew that I had sinned just as much. However, I struggled to forgive the teachers because they didn't stop it. I was mad that the teachers taught us to treat others with respect and be kind and stand up for one another, but they failed to do so for me. But God helped me to overcome my humanness and led me to forgive my teachers for not stepping in to help me. Forgiveness, it's not always easy, and sometimes it takes time to really process the bigger hurts and pains in life. When we rely on God and lean into His mercy and forgiveness, he can transform our hearts and help us develop mercy and forgiveness for others. Kids, on your whiteboards, draw a picture of a hand reaching out to give someone mercy. 
It's important for us to say that forgiveness is not the same as letting someone continue to hurt you physically or emotionally. You can forgive someone for stepping on your foot, but that doesn't mean you're going to put your foot right back out for them to step on it again. Sometimes it's necessary to forgive in our hearts while removing ourselves from situations that will cause other people to continue to hurt us. God's mercy is not an excuse to let someone else keep you trapped in a damaging cycle of abuse or hurt. In these circumstances, reach out for help. Find a trusted person to help you and know that God can work out forgiveness in your heart as you heal. And so we often think about forgiveness in terms of others, and we forget that we, the person that we need to forgive is ourselves. We can put so much pressure on ourselves that we are trapped in our own feelings or lack of self-worth. God loves us and wants us to accept his mercy for others, but also for ourselves. Scripture is clear that through the power of Jesus, God redeems our mistakes and forgives our sins. It says that our sins are forgiven as far as the east is from the west. To live as if God doesn't want us to forgive others is wrong. But to accept Jesus and then still doubt that our sins are forgiven is just as wrong. It's as if we're calling God a liar, but God is truth. And when he says that our sins are forgiven, he means it. So in Romans chapter 6, verse 23, tells us, For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life through the Christ Jesus our Lord. Mercy is not receiving the punishment we deserve for our sins. Accepting God's forgiveness means we stop holding our past against ourselves and believe we can live in the free gift God has given us. The more we accept this incredible gift and understand the debt Jesus paid for us, the easier it is to give that same mercy to others. Where are you in this story? Have you accepted the mercy God is extending to you? Or are you still trying to work off a debt that can't be repaid? Maybe you've accepted God's mercy, but you're struggling to extend that same forgiveness to yourself or someone else. Wherever you are in your walk with God, we ask that you lean on him for guidance each and every day, to read your word and be in prayer and talk to him every single day. If you need God's mercy, cry out in prayer. You don't need fancy words. He just wants to hear your voice. He's listening. If you are struggling to forgive someone else, cry out in prayer. God can help you. If you want someone to pray with you this morning, we invite you to go back to the prayer corner where someone will love to pray with you. As we close this morning, we ask, how about you? Will you receive God's mercy through Jesus? Will you extend that same mercy to others? Will you live like the merciful king or like the unmerciful servant? Let us pray. Dear Lord, thank you for always being there for us and forgiving us of our sins, although we know we don't deserve it. And help us, God, to just reach out and to trust on you and to forgive others, although it may be hard. And help us just to learn more about you and draw closer to you each and every day. And in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you for joining us for our podcast. For more information about Connection Community Church in Middletown, Delaware, please visit our website at justshowup.church. You can also call our church offices at 302-378-7692. Connection Community Church, connecting people with Jesus and the life he offers.